0: Thanks for tuning in to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to shine a light on the great work being done in local businesses. If you would like to learn more, please visit corkcreative.ie. Cork has a long-established reputation for its outstanding food producers. In recent years, wonderfully crafted Cork beers and spirits have come to the market that accentuate that reputation. With that in mind, we have decided to run our first series on craft brewers and distillers here in Cork. Today, in the second part of the series, Tara, head brewer from the West Cork Brewing Company, joins Patrick for a chat about the important part their customers play in the business and their focus on building that relationship further, the collaborative nature of the craft beer industry, and their exciting plans for 2022.
1: So you're very welcome to Cork Creative, Tara.
0: Well, thanks so much, Patrick. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: The beer titles that you use at the West Cork Brewing Company often draw inspiration from the local area. How would you characterise this inspiration? From names, from the beer type, or for the ingredients?
2: So for our names, actually, what we'll do is anytime we develop a new recipe and come up with a new brew, we'll put it out to some of our loyal customers, some of our um, social media followers, some, some people who are just pretty involved with the brewery, and we'll say, hey, we have this new beer, it's this kind of style, it tastes like this, maybe some of these are some of the ingredients, and uh, we'll put it out there for a contest. Everyone can submit any names that they like to come up with, and we whittle it down to you know somewhere between two and five, and then the final name is actually chosen by our buyer customers and that gets us some really awesome creative names that keep us going forward
1: no that's excellent and you managed to avoid the um the mischievous names like Boaty Mac Boatface or all of these things <laughs> that crowdsourcing sometimes throws up
2: <laughs> well thus far thus far we keep making a lot of new beers so we may end up with one of those at some point in the future more so if people hear this I think <laughs> I'll keep an eye on <laughs>
1: Do you have any particular inspiration for your marketing approach? I mean, it's a very distinctive approach that you've taken that reflects the founder's personality and the company strategy.
2: Yeah, I think the strategy is more determined by just, you know, letting the personality shine through Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do rather than trying to say, okay, this is our personality and this is the strategy, therefore, that we are going to do from it. Or here's a strategy we want to do. Now let's, you know, shoehorn a personality into that. You know, I think we're just trying to sort of be ourselves and, you know, be who we are and make good beers and engage with people in a sort of authentic and just an authentic, genuine way. So uh, strategy is maybe less of a part of it than just conversation and getting to have a chat with people.
1: It's a yeah. solid plan. Authentic beer from authentic people. We'll take that. There's a lot to be said for it. <laughs> okay. I like it.
2: Um, you
1: say it much better than I do. Oh, uh, no, but that won't last. <laughs> <laughs> I notice on your website that your the list of suppliers that you list are very geographically specific and very West Cork and to some extent North Cork based. Um, what are your ambitions in the future in terms of growing the business or moving it further afield?
2: So I think for now, for the foreseeable future, at least the next year or two, we really are going to try to keep it focused on, you know, West Cork, Cork. Um, we're going to be putting a lot of our energies into developing some sort of new beers and some new ways to interact with our with our customers, with things like beer clubs, tours, sort of more, just more, more of a relationship with our customers. We're going to focus on developing that and on developing some more recipes. Um, so we can get a little bit, we, we have a pretty good variety of beers out there now, actually we have nine out at the moment, um, but we want to keep playing with and exploring that and really developing that. And then once all of that is sort of tuned in, we might look at expanding our distribution, um, our distribution network. We have had interest, um, you know, people from Dublin, people from Galway, people from Germany, people from France, actually asking if we could get our products out there, which we would love to be able to do at some point, but rather than sort of pushing for expansion over refinement we're going to refine who we are and what we're doing and what we want to be doing and then we can work on on growing that later so for now it's just Cork and West Cork but sure it's just another reason for people to come visit West Cork
1: yeah as someone who lives in West Cork I'm very glad to be here and very glad that you're here (laughs) (laughs) thank you you produce a, a special Christmas beer. And I noticed that, well, from my limited grasp of beers, it's something that I noticed is very common in Germany. Is that where you took inspiration from, or was it a useful conceit to have a special edition beer?
2: Uh, do you know, actually, it sort of started as a... Um, so pastry beers, and dessert beers or pastry beers are pretty big in the craft industry right now and they're also pretty divisive um people either love them or hate them and there doesn't really seem to be much much in between there but i just kind of wanted to do something fun for christmas and sure. i thought oh sure like i've never made a i've never made a, a pastry beer before let's make a pastry beer and I was trying to think of what would fit with christmas and i was actually thinking back to um my because you know we don't have christmas pudding in america but but where it's not you know not standard, mm-hmm. but um, my husband used to tell me stories about how the only time they would ever have beer in his house growing up is the one time a year his mom went out and bought the four bottles of Guinness to make the Christmas pudding with. And she would pull out this really big pot that like took up two burners on the stove. And that's the only thing it was ever used for. And and it was such a nice memory for him and such like a lovely memory that I thought, oh, there's beer and Christmas pudding. And sure, Christmas pudding sounds fun. So, and Casey's, the restaurant we're affiliated with, you mm-hmm. know, makes their own Christmas pudding here so I thought yeah sure let's just do a Christmas pudding beer that sounds like a lot of fun and I modeled it off the recipe at Casey's so now we have our Christmas pudding porter which is a lot of fun and a very big beer
1: great no that's brilliant that's a very um synergistic beer it ticked it checked all the boxes (laughs) on a variety of levels
2: yeah it's a little bit of kismet for that beer i should think so and i think we're actually going to do it every year now going forward so i just made the one i just made one small batch for this year just to sort of see how it would come mm-hmm. out see how it would go see what the reception would be like and we are actually nearly sold out of it now i only made about 200 liters so we won't do any more for this year but then next year i think we'll you know we'll do a slightly different take on a christmas pudding beer every year and then you know maybe add some others into that so
1: pretty so we, uh, we were speaking earlier about the, the growth of craft beers in um, Ireland and the fact that there's maybe 70 uh, uh, craft breweries in Ireland now at this point, when again, it pales in comparison to what's available internationally or what's available in California, where you're from. Is there a lot of camaraderie between the craft breweries in Ireland, in West Cork? Do you go for a craft beer together, so to speak, or how do you in- interact with each other?
2: Do you know, I haven't had the chance to have a craft beer with many people yet, having just started as a brewer in May and with the whole situation for the year. But it is such an amazingly collaborative industry. And people are so nice and so helpful and so wonderful. I've never I've never seen anything like it in any other industry. And there's, um, there's like an independent craft brewers of Ireland WhatsApp group where you can just be like, hey, does anyone have an idea about, you know, Uh, how to fix this pump what style of carbonation to do you know we need three pack gift boxes for christmas and you know it's hard to source them because cardboard is so difficult right now so you, Mm. you know you do all these you know pairings and meetups and help each other out and it's not I mean, it's not it's not cutthroat. It's not it's it's so friendly. It's so helpful. It's so 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 collaborative. You know, we went to the Valley Maloon Craft Fair for the first time uh, this year. We did the two weekends there, and I'd never done anything like that before. So you know, I was next to um, Dave, who's from the Dingle Porter House. There, we had a stand right next to his stand i didn't have a way to process credit cards so he was like helping me out with like oh yeah sure look at this program and look at this thing you can get them pretty fast you run out of change you know you have some change like you just have the chat you talk about different processes and theories and techniques and um, you know adrian and dan from west carrie brewing have been so amazing with trying to they'll put up with all of my questions about you know processes and process improvement and different again tips tricks and techniques it's not you know, it's, 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 it's not like what you would think. You would think like, okay, you're all making beer and sure there's a lot of competition there and okay. Yeah, there is, but it's craft beer. And there's like, there's an audience for craft beer that wants a lot of different, uh, flavors, ideas, innovations all the time. And there's, I think there's a personality that a lot of people have when they go into craft beer, because it's not, I mean it's a labor of love, you know, your margins aren't <laughs> no one's gonna be Bill Gates from from making craft beer, <laughs> like it's just not gonna happen. So it's a real labor of love and it's something you do with a lot of passion. And I think that that I think that, that carries over in, in other relationships. And you know, there's a guy in Skibberine here, Sue, Stu Southern, who will be setting up his own brewery in Skib in the coming year and he has been like my beer Yoda. He has been my beer mentor. You know, we'll talk anytime I have any, you know, thoughts or ideas like, Hey, I want to do something really crazy. And like, Hey, Stu, what do you, how do you think this would translate from boil to fermenter to, you know, and you just, you just shoot back and forth. You learn from each other, you play off each other and the level of camaraderie and assistance and just general, awesomeness is is really 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 amazing the collaboration is uh it's hard to even put into words because it's just so wonderful and it's so genuine and it's so cool i mean if every industry was like this we'd have world peace and everyone would be like living on a beach and sipping on craft beer and getting a massage or something all at the same time it's really cool you
1: know? you, you described the, the prototypical community of practice it's what a lot of them aspire to be, but it's what has already arrived for uh, craft breweries in um, in Ireland. It seems great.
2: Yeah, Atlanta. yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really neat.
1: No, oh, brilliant. And you you describe it as a a labor of love, the creation of beers. And I suppose what was the inspiration behind the setting up of West Cork Brewing Company in the first instance?
2: Uh, yeah, so Dominic, Henry, and um, Kevin had all been childhood friends, and they had um, seen, I think they had seen a a friend of theirs, uh, set up a brewery and sort of give it a go and not work out. Um, I'm not really sure who that was, but, uh, it didn't work out. So the three of them got together and they were like, well, Hey, we can do this. We can make some beer. This would be amazing. We could make some good craft beer from some great places. And, and, uh, so they did, they wanted to make something that honored the, like the environment here, the Mm -hmm. West Cork, um, you know the beauty of West Cork, the nature of West Cork, the the well-crafted products that are available in West Cork and things. So everything's you know made with the well water that's used on site. Everything sourced as locally as possible. And it was sort of a childhood dream to get together and have some fun and make some make some beers and be creative. And they've they've done it. You know <laughs> they've really done it. The brewery just celebrated its seventh anniversary. So. Well done
1: to the lads. No, for sure, indeed. And I I suppose the logical corollary to that question is what inspired you to get into brewing and how did you get into brewing yourself then? (laughs)
2: uh you know I just I when I came to Ireland I had a little bit of time on my hands and I'd always being from California I'd always been really 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 into craft beer um I've actually like traveled to other countries just to go to craft beer festivals um and so when I came here and I had a little bit of time on my hands I thought oh sure like oh cool play around with some things i'll I'll try to make some beer i'll try to make some some hooch i'll try to ferment some items so i like went out to my garden i harvested anything i could get my hands on i got some stuff online and i just started going full mad scientist and crazy in my kitchen and putting all kinds of different things together in different combinations and some of it was absolutely horrible some of it was so bad but some of it was really 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 amazing and seeing that and seeing how like those recipes developed and how flavors translate from a sort of raw product into a finished fermented product uh just sort of Inspired me to go even crazier, and try more things, and work out even more combinations, and so that led to a lot of conversations that I would have with poor Dominic anytime I saw him, and like, hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And what's this work like for you? So then, when he, you know, had an opening and they were looking for a new brewer, he thought of me and offered me my dream job. So now I get to have my dream job here, being part of the Westcourt Brewing Company and making beer, which is just the best thing ever
1: so brilliant it's a great journey to a brilliant destination very good
2: thanks for sharing <laughs> <I'm so laughs> i feel uh, i feel like i'm living in a dream i'm definitely the luckiest person i've ever known
1: so who'd be the ideal person to hire into a brewing company their are guilty distillers were mentioning that the priority for them is eagerness to learn and enthusiasm is that the same for brewing as it's a labor of love or are there other particular qualities you look for
2: no that's absolutely what i would say in my opinion my perfect person would be someone who is enthusiastic curious passionate excited and hardworking. and you know as far as like you know, any sort of formal education or any sort of, you don't, you don't really need any of that. If you're curious, if you're interested and if you're hardworking, that's really all you, everything else you can figure out, everything else can be taught, but those are the things that, really 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 necessary you know if you're just kind of looking to have the same day every day like that can be lovely for a lot of things and Mm. routine can be nice and wonderful but it's not going to in my opinion it's not going to work in a place Mm. like this and in an industry like this you know and a formal education is fabulous and wonderful and great um but you can learn as you go but i don't i don't know how you teach eagerness i don't know how you teach passion you know mm-hmm. so those are the things i think someone would need to have and anything else you can teach
1: sure and that's good advice indeed you're you're looking for more innate skills than something that can be book taught yeah that makes sense
2: yeah yeah and sure if they're a bit of crack as well i mean that's all right <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: especially after a couple of beers yeah <laughs>
2: a couple of beers, or more importantly, before a couple of beers, but Good point, well made. You know, I mean, you're you're there are days when you are absolutely in the trenches together. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that I think that that lends itself to building its own sort of camaraderie, anyway. You know, if you, uh, yeah, if you're, well, we'll just leave it at that, shall we say?
1: No, no, for sure.
2: Yeah,
1: the nature of it being a a craft brewer is you are ultimately going up against some how would I say, rather large players in the market. And you have the the established, more generic brands, um, which we'd all like to best avoid, uh, kind of associate more with my youth than anything I'd want to drink now. <laughs> 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 the um, And then you have the fact that I suppose some of those established players are also, I suppose, buying out some of the craft breweries. And how do yeah. you how do you compete or differentiate yourself from them in terms of offering or do you even need to in the irish market do you think
2: do you know um that's a good question i wouldn't think you know, I know like I know it's all beer, uh, so to speak, but honestly, they're just so they're just so different. Um, like I don't feel the need to go up and challenge a Heineken or a Carlsberg or a Guinness. I don't I, I don't feel the need to try to like fight against them or <clears throat> prove anything different or better than them. I mean, what we do is just it's such a different thing. And <clears throat> it's such a different, uh such a different, you know, like area that you're going for person that you're going for and sure like you can you know you can love filet mignon and you can love like domino's pizza you can love both of those things and they're it was very different right so sure. just because there are these really big behemoths who are really good at what they're going who are really good at what they're doing and maybe make a million euro <laughs> in, in the drop of a hat. And just because we you know we're small and craft and a labor of love, I think it's, you know, it's just different. And that's not saying anything bad about, it's not saying anything bad about the big guys either. Like that has a time and a place too. Um, but no, I don't feel, I guess the short, the short answer to your question is I don't really feel a need to go up against them. I don't really feel a need to compete with them. What we do is so different. All I feel the need to do is really, do what we do well and to make the best version of our beers that we can make and i think that that's just i honestly i think that that's enough because i think that there are enough people looking for enough flavors who like enough different things that i think i think if we focus on being a good company who makes a good product and is a good part of the community i think I think that's all we need to do, you know, and have, have a little fun. Sure. We'll see if I'm right, but (laughs) it's, yeah. Yeah. I don't worry about the big guys and I don't worry about the small guys. I don't worry about, um, I don't view the other craft breweries as competitors either. I'm not like worried about knocking them out or getting more of a market share. I think the more craft breweries that there are actually, especially in Ireland, in a small place like Ireland, the better it is because the more innovation there is, the more inspiration there is, the more you can all feed off of each other. I really think it just adds to what's possible in the marketplace rather than sort of taking anything away from anyone, you know, and the more craft beers there are out there, the more people you're going to get who maybe think they never would have thought that they would like craft beer and Mm -hmm. then they try one from somewhere and they're like oh my gosh i do actually like this and then that gets them involved into this whole new area anyway so i think that there's enough room for everyone and i think the more people there are the better it is if that makes sense
1: sure the um activity or the diversity breeds its own innovation and
2: yeah exactly yeah exactly that's exactly it yeah
1: so speaking to that i suppose then we're Do you think that the, and it's this, I suppose I'm in the Irish context, but I'm talking about in general international context with the revolution in craft beer and with the advent of more craft beers, do you think that, I suppose, the Irish palate or people's palates around beer in general has just become a little bit more refined? We're more willing to try new things. We are looking for something more than the standard stock Heineken, Budweiser, Carlsberg.
2: Yeah, I mean I wouldn't say I wouldn't say refined. I think um I definitely think since I first started coming to Ireland, I see a much greater diversity of beers available. Mm -hmm. And I see many more people willing to try things that they've never had before and sometimes even liking them. (laughs) So uh I do I think it's changed a lot. And I think that's really I think that's really common though. Like if you only ever have, you know, two options, two flavors of something you know, of course, that's not going to really open you up to getting super into exploring more or getting out of the comfort zone or getting away from, you know, the pint that you always order your usual when you get there. But when you have like, ten options and you can say okay maybe i don't like eight of these but these two are actually pretty good and then maybe that leads to something else and that leads to something else and i think that's sort of the slow rise you see in people's willingness to try new beers and people's you know desire for craft beer and people going into their local and saying do you have any craft beer do you have a bottle of this would you put this on tap yeah i think it's sort of a slow it's been a slow process to get that going. Mm -hmm. Now that it's going, it seems almost exponential. It seems like a runaway freight train, you know, and I think that's probably going to continue for a while.
1: And speaking, I suppose, of harnessing the runaway freight train and plotting for 2022 and beyond. So what are the future plans for the West Cork Brewing Company?
2: We've got a lot of exciting plans for next year. Uh, It's a little hard to say, you know, how or when they're going to happen with with the whole situation. Mm -hmm. We've got some seasonal beers coming out. We're going to be doing some botanical beers coming out, which is, you know, with things that we forage and then make into beer. We're going to hopefully pair up with things like the... um, West Cork walking groups that are in the summer and maybe even the West Cork Food Festival if that's on and try to get people involved in like responsible uh, foraging and harvesting and taking those ingredients and bringing them back and making new beers or like new versions of ancient beers uh, because before beers were made with hops they were actually called groots and they were made with all kinds of things as the bittering agent like yarrow for example which grows like like weeds down here so mm. you know you can go harvest your yarrow you can come back you can make some groot you can have a modern twist on an ancient art on an ancient beverage and bring that into a sort of you know reconnecting with nature with your environment with sustainability with things like that. Um, We're also going to be branching out into doing some gluten-free beers so that we have options for people who uh, are gluten-free. We are also going to be releasing a new line of sodas, hopefully earlier in the year, but I'm not quite sure, uh, where we will be just having it as a sort of non-alcoholic fizzy drink with different flavors, again, with natural flavors, with, um, you know, not your not your sort of bog standard fizzy drink that's orange or that's lemon or that's Coca-Cola or something, just some different natural, we hope to forage and harvest what we can Mm -hmm. keep them simple, you know, three ingredients, maybe four maximum. Um, we're actually pairing with the, Guys at the Cape Clear Distillery, the, who make the Three Square Miles Gin, they mm. um, they grew some hops last year just for fun, and so we've taken their hops, and we're going to take some of the seaweed that they use in their in their gin that they harvest, and we're going to make our Sea Shandy sparkling hop water. So it will be like it'll be a nice refreshing thing you can either mix it with in you can drink it straight you know um just just more more options like that to sort of have a little something for everyone have some non-alcoholic options have some gluten-free options and just get new tastes and new flavors out there and get to like play around and have fun and along with tours and educational things and things like that it should be a really extremely busy extremely fun and very exciting exciting year so fingers crossed
1: indeed um we 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 won't mention the situation but we hope that it resolves itself to uh, facilitate all of these wonderful initiatives because it would be nice if um our imaginations weren't curtailed by that anymore
2: i've just decided to let the imagination go and sure whenever we can do it is whenever we can do it
1: it's brilliant that the new products too are um they're very much situated in west cork and of west cork and they're using the foraged ingredients and there's that focus on sustainability and it definitely echoes what um distillery are looking to do with their heritage grains and the samphire that they harvest for their gin as well so i mean it's um it's great to hear it's great to hear yeah
2: i mean We live in such a beautiful, magical part of the world, you know, this is, it's truly a place like nowhere, like nowhere else I've ever seen. It's it's got its own beauty. It's got its own magic. And we really want to like honor and (laughs) honor and be appreciative and, and, you know, just really work with that, you know.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for your time, Tara. It's been great talking to you and it's great to get an insight into West Cork Brewing Company and brewing in general.
2: Oh, no. Thanks so much for having us.
1: Well, not a problem at all. And if anyone wants to learn anything more about the West Cork Brewing Company, we'll have links to their offerings, their website, their beers and profiles on our website and to accompanying the podcast in the podcast description. Thank you very much again, Tara.
2: Thanks so much, Patrick. I hope you have a great day. really appreciate it.